Hi, this is Netta Laurene from SmackDown, and you're listening to Freeform Rock Podcast. listening to the free form rock podcast is everybody in is everybody in is everybody in the ceremony is about to begin all right welcome to another edition of you know where you're at what's up charles <laughs> well hey everybody we are this is the first show sans Rock and pod, and what a fucking fun weekend that was. Was it not, Mark Alden Taylor? Oh my god, I got to talk shit to people's faces that I do online. It was awesome. <laughs> oh, I mean, I was the official entourage of the Rock and Metal Combat podcast. So. You were a bitch. <laughs> you dickhead. You'd have done the same thing if you'd had a fucking set of wheels. You'd have done the same thing. And Diane wasn't there. I hope you're feeling better, Diane. <clears throat> See, I know where the bread's buttered in the Taylor household. <laughs> or, I'm, or am I buttering her bread? <laughs> hey, I hope she's feeling better. I hope you're feeling better. Weren't you a little under the weather? Yeah, I have a cold. It, it, yeah. I'm just... I'm flequent. I'm and Jerry was supposed to be on, too, but he's under the weather, too. There was some bug going around there in Nashville, and uh, I'm feeling great. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I hung around you more than Jerry, <laughs> a little bit more, but he was in the same house. But uh, what was Fest 2 just the worst abysmal fucking thing you've ever... Well, you wouldn't know because you left. You <laughs> son hey, I told Jerry, um, if they don't get any better, let's leave after the next song. And uh, they play went into the fourth song and go, okay, this sucks, let's go. <laughs> now, you can make fun of me for that one because we had to stay because Ralph wanted to hear a song. Did he get and to then, hear that song? Yeah, I think it was The Right to Rock. That's a song I was tr hoping they would play, too. But I couldn't and wait we, for it. We're like, we were both like, okay. Like, we had no clue what it was until it got really going. But most of the time, through that fucking show, I just kept going to Bushy. This isn't good, is it? Because I don't really know Keel. I, I don't give a fuck about this guy. But Bushy kept saying, no, it's not. Well, we know it's bad if Bushy don't like it. Oh, yeah. That, that's a fact. Uh, that's an We know it's bad if Bushy likes it also. <laughs> well, today, well, I don't want to get into that because we got to talk about that song towards the end of the episode, but I won't get into that part. But what a great, great fucking weekend. Chris Zach, Aaron Camaro, great dudes. We are going to get a table next year. I was fucking pissed we didn't. I but kept I was asking you guys, up. and he said, no, let's just hang out and see what I happens. You didn't ask me shit. Right. No, that's not true. Oh, I thought I did. No, you might ask Jerry. Oh, because before you were like a, a pure member I was on the show, I was talking to Jerry about I'm that. Second I'm second string on the episodes here, but I'll tell you what. Second string, you're getting your, you're getting your own episode like Jerry did with Journey. <laughs> next year, next year we're going to get one for sure. Uh, if a Night Ranger podcast and only Mark Alden Taylor would give a fuck about was there and nobody else did, then we can have a fucking table. Ah, oh, fuck. They were, they were going to interview me, but I kept hanging out with you guys and I forgot about them. And I love Night Ranger. 
What's yeah? And I met. But how, how do you make a whole met, podcast met, on Night Ranger? I don't know. How do you, I mean? That's like doing one on Oasis. Well, I could do that. Though. Well, we but, did one on you too with your buddy. Uh, oh, yeah, Bob. Hey, yeah, I was getting bored of that. <laughs> yeah, it is tiresome talking about the same band. But I got to meet Christian Shembeck. Yeah. That was nice. I didn't even know who she was until it was over. And uh, I was just in heaven the whole weekend. I don't know about you, but I was. Brian Davis, really cool guy. Um, too many to mention. Bill Roseberry. <laughs> Tyler. Mooger Fugger. Um, man, it was fun. Yeah, and it, Shane Pre Press... Pre uh, I can't say your name, Shane. Sorry, man. I'm a little uh, high on uh, uh, drugs and alcohol right now. So, <laughs> it, um, it was fun from Friday on. I know I, this might be my last episode, folks, because rock and metal hasn't dropped yet. I don't know what they talked about on the episode I was on. I don't think it was too complimentary, though. Uh, you ain't leaving. I'm going to fucking... You, you do double duty, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I was... I wasn't even fucked up yet, but I was just like, whoa, I'm recording rock and metal, you know, so I really don't remember what we said. You fangirled out. Oh, boy. Oh, poor. Did I? Did I? Huh? I mean, I was I was in heaven. I mean, just, uh, yeah. not just, I mean, I got kind of snagged up by Ralph Nee in there to be the entourage, but. I mean, it was still so much fun, man. And if you got a chance to go next year, if there is a next year, I think there will be. Make <laughs> sure you fuckers go. Yeah, man. You won't yeah, regret man. it. If Chuck Charles can make it from Poland, you can make it from anywhere you are. So don't give us an excuse, man. Oh, and that's a story to tell when we get down later on. But let's get into Let's do something crazy because we always get attacked for that. Even though we don't rip off rock and metal as much as we get accused of it. But let's take a, a nod out of their page here, Mark. Let's, let's go into some iTunes reviews. Well, actually, actually, Decibel Geek started that. They read the reviews every, every, every of week. Yeah. I stole that from them. <laughs> My man rock and metal stole it from them, apparently. But... Probably because, yeah, they, they've been doing that to give you the geeks of the week forever. Like, if you tweet or, or share their uh share their posts they make you a geek of the week and they do right and aaron camaro's you think i cry for five star reviews that guy whines oh there's no five star reviews this week you guys suck no i'm just joking aaron I'm just, i love you aaron but uh yeah, yeah. he cries more than i do over a two dollar whore for uh i for doubt reviews. it like, i really doubt it but okay but we got some new ones though yeah because we i cried for them here we go. Are you ready? Wait, wait. wait. Before you say anything about these reviews, um, I got to make appointments with each of you to suck your dicks later. So uh, thank you for the reviews. Go ahead. Yeah. Now, uh, I don't know for sure who everybody is, but I have a pretty good idea who most of these folks are. I'm going to be Wadzilla in this part. You be Dr. Fuck. Okay. Here we go. Brian. 11374 on March 13th says Brian Bellows and a quote great show great hosts they review lots of great albums some you may have never heard others are favorites I may not like all the albums they review 
but I still listen. Check it out. Nice. And thank you, Brian. Yeah, it's Brian Bellows. He's one of our biggest fans. A great oh, guy. Yeah. Great guy Dude. on uh, Facebook, man. Uh, yeah, because I uh, I owe him. Uh, I gotta give him. Uh, you gotta get hard, Brian, because I don't want no uh, fucking. Uh, you know that thing needs to stand at attention. I ain't doing no fucking <laughs> a donut. <laughs> Brian Fellows has the misunderstanding that he actually thinks I like poison. Oh, oh, yeah. Man. I know. No. I think he likes poison. I like, uh, like I said, I like the first two songs on Flesh and Blood. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Now onto the next one here. We got from. Eddie Mann, who I believe this did the last episode we dropped. Mr. Eddie Canastracci, I believe. March 14, 2023. Five-star review. I quote, Mark all... He put Alan. Yeah, he put Alan. He was drunk. <laughs> is a national treasure. Whoa. His face should be on stamps. And $100 bills. What has Benjamin Franklin done for us lately? Nothing. Mark Allen Taylor, on the other hand, provides people with weekly rock and roll content. Like your rock podcast eclectic? Check. Like your rock podcast raw and unfiltered? Double check. Like your rock, rock podcast drunk and funny? Check out that episode, uh, Use Your Illusions, folks. Uh, <laughs> check. So if you're a cool person and like all that stuff, listen to the Freeform Rock Podcast. End of quote. See, Dr. Fuck, somebody else thinks we're drunk and we're funny. Right. <laughs> Besides me. Right. Oh, shit. Hold on a minute. We got a problem here. We got a porn chick I follow on there. We don't want to hear her. Okay. Well, maybe the next... some guys do. Because <laughs> we got to leave the last one for last. And it's actually third on the list here. So we'll get to that in a minute. From Mangetti. Five tip, five star. Mark, Mark Alden Taylor rocks. Quote: Mark is an incredibly supportive, enthusiastic, knowledgeable, and entertaining individual who has brought his love for hard rock and metal. You don't like metal to the forefront. I love metal. I'm just if not. A, I'm just not like in the life of the metal star. I like. I like lots stuff. Like you like a lot of shit too. It's like we yes. you just can't put us in a box. That's why. Uh, that's true. I like a little more metal than you, know, but uh, I think I like it just as much. If you haven't subbed or listened yet, what are you waiting for? Put down the Lay's potato chips and sub already. Uh, okay, Lou Mav. So you think everybody listening to us is in a basement eating Lay's potato chips? Fuck off. I'm joking. <laughs> I love you, Lou. That's Lou Mavs, man. From uh, uh, what's that band? Avenged Angel, Severed Angel, Severed Angel. Sorry, I fucked up your band name. I'm I'm a little hopped up on some uh, flu meds and some uh, whiskey. Was he a rock pod, Mark? Huh? Was he a rock and pod? No, he wasn't. But they've done songs with uh, the great Doctor Fuck. You know, uh, uh, Wayne Noon and Lou Mavs. Mavs, I've seen your name. Hey, man, big love. I'm Charles Trainer. If you didn't know, all right. Now on to one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. Made in Priest Fanatic, who is my number one fan after Bob Hay, Mark <laughs> Daly. Just fixed it because he had some bullshit up before. Five star. 
the Dream Team. A huge improvement to the show with the addition of Jerry and Chuck Charles, he wrote Charles, as hosts. And off course, he meant of, you still get Mark. Well, you got third oh, thanks, billing. Thanks, thanks. I'm just like the piece of shit lying on the floor. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate hey, that. Go ahead. Thanks. Well, he, he loves me. All three of these guys, you can tell, are genuine friends, and they enjoy what they do. Non-stop fun, and they're loaded with music knowledge. Trust me, tune in and subscribe. You won't be dis disappointed. Thank you, Mark Daly. What do you got to say about that one, Mark? Well, like I just said, I, and I'm just a forethought of the other two. Thanks, man. I, I, I appreciate that, Mark. Even though you copy all my posts and freaking try to, like, get me into, like, little arguments with people by fucking posting shit that I do. <laughs> in the rock and metal combat podcast podcast look uh, mark's mark's playing poison on that metal station.com ralph Ooh, yeah. that metal station r.i.p <laughs> and i don't care what you say he's a bigger supporter of hagar than you ever will be I, you heard dally i don't go back and forth like he does if you're a true supporter you keep sticking to your guns uh, um, he loves him. He sleeps. He's got a picture of him above his bed at night, like he lives in North Korea. Oh, right. uh, oh, go! The last review from this guy cannot be a fucking fan of anything that has anything to do with anything. What a! F uh, but we'll read it. We will read it here on the Freeform Rock Podcast from Terrence Reardon. That's right, Terrence Reardon. The rock sponge, people. The fucking worst podcaster in the history of the world. Five-star review, killer show. And I will borrow from Ian, and I will quote. Two shows. He's talking about BS as well, if you don't know. Mark and Jerry with Charles BS session. No, I think he's talking about his own show, but go ahead. <laughs> well, maybe he is, but he should be talking about he, both. he puts here. a plug in it on his review. Get this shit right here, Terrence. <laughs> then, okay, so I'll start again. Two shows that are better than RMCP. One. Yeah, you're right. One is this with my former colleague, Mark Alden Taylor. In his roundtable of hosts, which I don't get a name recognition there, Terrence, it's Chuck Charles, all right? It's Jerry Soupy, not Soupe, Soupy. I got it now, Soupy. The other is Terrence's classic rock corner, I have to take a break. I don't know about that because I listened to an episode today for about 20 minutes and it was better than a sleep pill. So I don't know that it was the other one is your fucking shit, Terrence. Mark, I could not be more proud of. Oh, thanks. And ecstatic about his performance here. And I never hated Mark. It's just the show I was once associated with. <coughs> Schoolgirls. Who think they are cool when they're not. Well, I got, I got news for you, dickwad. They are cool. If you want a superior show to RMCP... Without the mom and nuts and fat jokes, this, along with Terrence's classic rock corner, are worth it. Well, not Terrence's classic rock corner. Okay. But go ahead. Mark. Okay. What do you guys say? On the mom jokes, we need to take care of that right now. Hey, your mom sat on a penny and, and, and squeezed out a snot from fucking, uh, what's his name? Lincoln's nose. 
Hey, your mom is so fat when she sits around the house. She really sits around the house. <laughs> hey, your mom had sex with me last night. Fuck. Did you, did you teach her how to get that good blowjob? <laughs> Nobody likes you, Terrence. Take down the fucking review, dickhead. We and don't want it. Right. You don't uh, get uh, Right, dude. Uh, not just colleagues. Fuck you. And uh, you know what? I noticed that a little bit in general. Like, who's on the show now? I am. I am. That's right. And so is Jerry. We love Lee. Lee's doing his own thing. Listening to his classical music. Posting pictures of chicks with shirts tucked in. Love you. Dancing we've better than me. On. You know. We've moved on. We're not going to dog Lee on this episode. We're over it. I'm not because I love Lee. Hey, but we're I not... dog Lee for humor. He knows I love him. So. But we're not going to because we love Lee. Oh, I, got, I had some great Lee jokes this week. Block. All right, go ahead. And by the way, we miss Lee at Rock and Pot. Oh, yeah. You know what I don't miss? I don't miss I'm him putting down my musical have... taste, but that's okay. Well, I'm going to say on behalf of the, the official RMCP entourage, fuck you. There you go. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm, I'm going to be a little bit nicer than you because Terrence did teach me how to quasi-edit podcast and teach me how to like set up this podcast for us because I didn't know how to do it. So he did edit the first episode, which I got really pissed off at because... Uh, I told him not to put music underneath the the thing like the art the rock and metal combat podcast does because I don't yeah. want to be like them and the motherfucker put the music underneath on the first episode, so that's why I redid it for the hundredth episode with my gorgeous wife uh, Diane Baker Taylor. She was on there for that U two episode for uh, not U two, but she was on there for a U two episode. She does love U two. Sorry, Charles, but um, I'm just Show gonna say, Terrence. Dude, I've seen that I've seen that racist video, and if if I want to keep doing podcasting, I can't associate with you, dude. That is just bad, really fucking bad. You you went off on every race there is known to man. I'm surprised you didn't go off on transsexuals. Uh, so <laughs> it's like, damn, dude. I yeah, love to everybody. That, if you look, if that area hits close to home, motherfucker. All my kids are mixed, and you can go eat a dick, take your ass on, get fucking mom. Just go away. Just go away. Do us all a favor. Nobody cares about your show. I don't put fucking shitty reviews on your show because I don't give a fuck. Your show sucks. You suck. You're a waterhead motherfucker, to quote Ian. Nobody cares. Like, just go away. Period. Don't leave reviews. Take it down if you can. Figure out how. Fuck Shit, you. I'm trying to figure I'd out how to take down a five-star review. <laughs> I would rather have a 2.0 rating than to have your fucking five-star. And I couldn't stand you from the moment I heard you. I've never spoke to you. Mark has. Mark has your phone number. Fucking, I, fuck you for life. Fuck you. Go on. Eat a dick. Go enjoy yourself. Now let's get on to all the other reviews, though, folks. We thank you. 
if you can keep them coming, we'll be excited for that. I promise. Or for the video, there's one guy I want to go off on a review, but I want to see the video. And we're getting into that into the video. I'm into sure. Into the video because I, there's some shit I need to talk about that dude. But uh, that, but the thing, thing is, I have one more thing to say about the Terrence review. Okay. Terrence, a five star review from you is like getting a zero star review from anybody else. <laughs> so, uh, I, you really don't. You, your review does not give us a really good review. It's like a crappy review. People say, well, Terrence likes this show. We don't want to listen to this show. And so we are distancing ourselves from you. So you people out there who have seen that five-star review, fuck that five-star review. I'm trying to figure out how to take it down. I'm trying to look up on Google. How do I take down a five-star review? And everybody's going, why do you want to take down a five-star review? Because, because fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. I don't want it. I was happy when I saw it disappeared and he changed it. I go, no, no. I mean, Mark, Mark, I mean, no matter. I mean, we always have, if it's not me and you, we have little tiffs here and there. You have maybe a little tiff going on with Ralph or you have a little tiff going on with whomever. It doesn't matter. We are all united and we can't stand you, Terrence. Yeah, the thing is we have tiffs, but it's basically for comedy purposes. <laughs> <laughs> we don't say nonsense like Terrence Reardon says that that's my brother and, oh God. and our, the Iron Maiden producer died so the guy reached out man get the fuck out of here I'm a solo artist now, there ain't nobody listening to you dude I mean I did today for this research and it sucks you seriously, suck seriously you let, let me tell you suck. something when I did his when I did the Terrence and Mark experience. Holy fuck. Okay, I did, did that and then he brought on Andrew Jacobs because I said, hey, let's have Andrew Jacobs host. Even I, worse. Fuck you too, you goddamn. Well, we'll talk about him later. Save him for later. Yeah. <laughs> he he's he's the, he's the pie that I want to fucking like fucking stick stick my dick into his mouth and fucking suck it, bitch. But uh, I'm just gonna go. But fuck fuck those dudes because, dude. I, all I did was say, you know what, Terrence? I want to do my own shit. The fucker got so offended that I left his show. I left it because seriously, dude, in the middle of recording with him and Andrew Jacobs, I was fucking falling asleep. I was like, what? What? Like, my turn? <laughs> like he did on the Let It Be fucking episode. Who? I'm mad at you, Lee, for that. Uh, Lee's an asshole, but I love him. He's our lovable asshole. But uh, I love him more than Terrence Reardon and... I don't know Andrew Jacobs, and God bless you for knowing that fucking piece of shit. No, you're, you're, you know, you know what's funny about him? He lives by me, and he would never want to get together with me. <laughs> well, why would you want to get together with him? Well, so because, that, dude, that dude shared the fuck out of the podcast and got us fucking great downloads. <laughs> I well, thank him for that, but, but those episodes are boring. Get, he got really okay, pissed off because I made... Right. I, I tried him. to. We'll talk Ooh. about him later, though. But Ooh, I tried. Sorry, Charles. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying. I tried to listen to them old ones with that guy. Holy shit! That's why I made he Lee redo every episode <laughs> in like two minute spurts. But, uh, but let's get off. That was supposed to be a positive segment. There <laughs> turned positive. into real fast, but. uh I have to say just two positive things here to bring it back into this world. Two things. 
Chris Sinzak privately told me that I'm glad you're on Freeform now. So thank you, Chris Sinzak, for that. I hope you don't get mad that I busted out that little private thing. That meant a lot. But you know, you know what? He He's told, a super He told me the same thing. Oh. So did Aaron Camaro. So did Brian Davis. So did Metal Mike Tyler. So did this person. Oh, so did this. He said Lee. Lee is a Lee has his own style, and they didn't Do like not him. Lee, though. Do not trash Lee though. Oh, I'm not trashing Lee. No. Lee is Lee. Lovely. He has his own style. But the thing is, people hated it when he yelled over me. <laughs> so well, when he lost his shit on me over the shags. Oh my god! I wasn't playing along with his fucking game or whatever. But and then another one. Was we was at Rock Pod chilling by Ralph and Ian's table, which you bought, you magnificently bought that Sammy Hagar shitty record. <laughs> Talk about that, that on the video too. <laughs> too, it's on the top left corner. If you guys see the the GoFundMe, because I have to recover from Keelfest. I'm a survivor of Keelfest. Um, Metal Mike came up to me and said. Oh, by the way, I don't want to buy, I don't want to offend you, but I am a Steelers fan. It took me about two minutes to realize, I was like, so that means you know I'm a Browns fan. And then he said, well, yeah, I listen a bit. Hey, that's not bad, I'll take it. You listen a bit. He was cool as shit, man. Metal Mike rules. Um... It was a great weekend, man. That was, I mean, I can't believe it was a week ago right now as we speak. Yeah, and we all got high with all of them outside. Even I'm not going to say his name because I don't want to bust him. But uh, we all got high, man. That was awesome. I bought some weed in, Mem in uh, Nashville. I'm not allowed to. I just had beer. Yeah, you just had beer. But we all, yeah. all of us other people. Oh, I was in fucking rare form. It was too bad we couldn't record that night. I was on fire that night. Nah, man. Remember, this, remember that band that kept coming up? Look at the superstars! And they kept looking at me like, what the fuck? Oh, man. <laughs> if we could have recorded right then and there, it would have been the greatest episode ever. That, that Babe Buell who sang Love Removal Machine by the, by the Colt? She sounded oh, like the, a man, baby. <laughs> famous fucking groupie in the world uh, she was yep. horrible why is she trying to like sing give it up give it up i was outside most of the time Shh. Well, i went outside and froze my ass off to smoke out with uh, other people it was cold it was cold all it weekend cool dude waiting for the you know what fucking fucking Courtney, ralph, ralph and Courtney, ian I, you had a free uber dude i had to pay for those fucking ubers cheap <laughs> is it it's not cheap okay hey. It's like they always get somebody every yeah. rocket pod to drive their asses around. Fucking, you guys out, rule. I'm going to put out two things here for the RMCP Army, which I'm just a private. I'm just a foot soldier in that world. And we were stealing the idea from Mark Alden Taylor, but yet my wife, yes, I have a wife, gave, told me to do Airbnb. So next year, we are going to put together a super Airbnb package for anybody connected with rock and metal in any way. Freeform, rock all over you. It might be a couple homes that we'll rent. 
And it's going to be on. And fuck Heel Fest. We would have been better at chilling in Airbnb and listening to uh, Leo Sayer. Oh, God. Or fucking Liam Gallagher, huh? I, I know how much you Hey, I'll give you that. I'd rather listen to Liam Gallagher than Leo, Leo Sayer. Shit. Was Keel Fest the worst thing you've ever seen? Yeah, you I would know three and a half songs. I go, I'm out. It was so fucking horrible. It was the worst. Their front of house yeah. sound man fucking blew that pooch, man. Because if you go outside and listen to it on the speakers on the outside, you know it's like way better. Well, I mean, it's relevant. You'd have to have good music. Yeah. To make it sound better, but technically it sounded better, yeah. But he started with that fucking ballad with the keyboards. Oh, God. Who starts like, a show with a ballad? Holy fuck. And then when they got to tears, well, I don't want to say this song. I'm going to say it. The song I picked this week, folks, for a joke. Tears are fire. I literally had Stockholm Syndrome at that point. I was like, this song ain't too bad. And Bushy was like, you're out of your fucking mind. Yeah. I was like waving my arm like one of them chicks listening to Love Bites. I was like, yeah, tears are fire. I was like, yeah, I mean, that one's not too bad because I was so sick being there. It was, man, it was abysmal. Parking was 30 bucks. 30 bucks. Oh, dude, and then that dude... Car. That dude, Bill Elam, at the Kiss thing the next day, which you should have went to, Mark, fucking said he paid forty-seven bucks. Damn, you know the part. I, it cost me thirty bucks for an Uber that night, so I guess it was a wash. <laughs> well, at least I scooped you up for the comedy show. And we're glad you went, man. You got to see Eric Martin, and he was better than Keel Fest. Oh my God! I know you. It was funny. All the people that I saw. That always talk shit about Mr. Big, fucking Jason Reith, fucking uh, you, and Ralph. Yep. We're all saying that he sounded good. I was like, "What?" I said, "I know, I know." <laughs> it's like even yeah, Jerry, and Jerry wasn't there, but I think Jerry I, would even liked it. I was pleasantly surprised because I really hate Mr. Big, but he wasn't. I mean, there's a lot of. You know, a lot of that, you know, giving him love. He was funny. He was funny because Courtney wrote it. Yeah, but turn, but turn off your notifications to Facebook, man. I'm tired of hearing. But his music was well, from the fuckers who love to rock. The shit you set up. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you could turn off the notifications or you don't hear the ding. Uh, but the other comedians were fantastic. And, and he was good. Eric Martin was okay at comedy, but the music part was pretty good. Dude, I was shocked. He ruled, dude. And then Anthony Corder Tora Tora came up to do to be with you. I loved me some Tora Tora. So uh, I was like, that Anthony up. Corder and fucking, I'm, I'm going to say this right now. Eddie Fingers Ojeda, a Twisted Sister at Rockin' Pod. Dude, I I bought a picture from him, an autograph picture from him for twenty bucks, right? Yeah. And I said, "Can I get a picture?" Well, that's twenty dollars more. I go, "Wow!" Dude, I just bought a fucking autograph picture from you. I know you're fucking broke because T. Schneider takes all your money. That's understandable, but but man, the way you, 
I watched his podcast and how he said he went out there and talked to all the fans when they were coming up and, and did all this shit for the fans, and now he's bilking us, you know. Well, we, we got hosed on Jason McMaster's. Yeah, I tried to get Jason I'm McMaster with these fuckers. I was going to take the picture for you so I could tell him. I saw you open up for Motley at Fort Hood in 94. And that's all I would have said. I see, because I missed him at the Rare Hair. Yeah. And I was like, Ian, you fuck, he was like, yeah, I took a picture of McMaster. So I didn't see him. McMaster was awesome. Ralph was like, yeah, he was standing by us the whole time. I didn't see the fucking dude, man. Well, I, I was just drunk. Oh, oh, man. And I was just still like in heaven. I'm, I'm like chilling with Ralph, Ian. Mark's wearing his yellow piss beetle shirt, which he did not get pissed on, folks. <laughs> Ian's, Ian, Ian fucking spared him from that because of Keelfest. <laughs> that was worse. And then all I got to say about the fucking Keelfest, we ended with real encore, the guy in the parking garage with a bag of Doritos. And that will probably come out on RMCP later. But... Anyway, Rocket Pod was phenomenal. If you got a chance, folks, figure out a way to go next year. I will. I I know I'll sign your shit, Chuck Charles. Uh, Mark will be more than happy to sign your stuff. We're gonna have a table. Hey, I'll sign a lot of women's tits. Come on. We're gonna have a fucking time as we did this year. And if you haven't gone. You're missing out on a great time. But what are we doing today, Mark Alden Taylor? But, but I wasn't finished, man. I'm just saying. Oh, good, man. Keel Fest was horrible, man. But meeting. I won't go to three. But meeting, I won't go to three. Yeah, I won't go to three. But meeting the RMCP family and my two co-hosts. And uh, Bushy. Uh, I'm just saying Bushy was my highlight. Did I, <laughs> I love that motherfucker. Might be your highlight, but did I not come within thirty minutes of me getting my shitty motel room? Yes, you did. We we sat there. You weren't gonna drink, but you had a couple beers. <laughs> that was cool. Uh, Jerry's fucking butt wiser. Yeah, <laughs> I well, fucking I mean, ate hey. that beer. Fuck Most me. weekend I had Coors Light. Hey, but I, I, I feel initiated because I drank one of Ian's. Warm beers at Rocket Pod Bush. He uh, gave me yeah. so here, man. You deserve it. He gave me words. And you know what? I bought the Aerosmith Rocks and Aerosmith uh, draw uh, draw the line. I already had those on vinyl. <laughs> I, I gave them a fuck. I double bought again. <laughs> the comic books, dude. Oh, I I stayed away from those because I love comic books. <laughs> and then me and Ralph both took pictures with uh, Kevin Sullivan. That's some wrestler nerd shit. But I have and, I, I have give we have giveaways now. Aerosmith rocks and draw the line giveaways coming up soon on the Freeform but, Rock podcast. <laughs> but I say this: I understand with the way world the world goes, but. The Rock All Over You podcast, you fuckers need to be there next time, for real. Oh, God, yeah, I want to see how, I want to I want to hear fucking Eric's dick jokes in person. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to see how that motherfucker parties, because, man, he's, he's a short dude. I think that alcohol goes straight to his head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I want to I wanna kick it with Eddie, and we can talk about... Well, I've, I've kicked it with Eddie. I, I want to see Eric. I've kicked him with Eddie a while. Me. We can talk about lame 
Britpop music and alternative music for a long time. Yeah, you know, we, we owe Eric an episode where he, he gets to pick a, an album because he's been on here for stuff he doesn't like. Yeah. <laughs> so we owe him. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so what are we doing today, Charles? This is your pick. I picked. I'm nervous about this episode, folks, because I'm going to pull a Bob Hay on this episode. Ooh. A little band out of a wonderful island that I love so much. We already clarified that on Oasis. It just dropped. United Kingdom. They're actually out of Wales, with the exception of two members. A band called Badfinger. And we're going to do an album called No Dice, which is their third studio album. And a band that I personally think is criminally overlooked through the history of time. They were the first band signed to Apple Records. I thought that, you know, I, when I was reading that, I thought that was Bad Company. I guess I was wrong. No, Bad Company was on Swan Song. Oh, Swan Song, my bad. I got my... Uh, uh, my British Bad bands Finger. confused. Badfinger was initially the Ivies, and when they were signed to Apple, and it was one of the co-producers on this record, Mal Evans, who was one of two roadies. That's right. The Beatles had two roadies through their history: Neil Aspinall and Mal Evans. Mal Evans found this man. Brought it to, I believe, George Harrison, who said, okay, let's sign them. And they did X amount of records, I don't know, with Apple Records. Uh, this one is definitely on Apple Records. Uh, another one standout is called Ass, uh, which is a cool record, and uh, whatever. But uh, one of the best things about Badfinger is Paul McCartney did a song called Come and Get It which was from a film Ringo Starr did with Peter Sellers called The Magic Christian. Hey. And he said, do it exactly like the way I recorded this demo. And you'll be fine. And they did. And they were fine. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I think I'm kind of getting a feel that you don't know much about Badfinger. What did you know about them, Mark? Nothing. Wow. I, I thought they were a punk band when he gave this to me. I go, yeah, some punk. And I go, wait, this ain't punk. <laughs> and by judging off, you're like, uh-oh. I'm thinking you're like, this could be a fucking brutal episode, folks. Yeah. It went into the Lee well from early 1970s. So, yeah, good job. 1970 this was, re was released. Yeah, it was released a month after my birthday. Exactly a month after my birthday. So I was born well, October 9th, 1970. This is released November 9th, 1970. The main, the main, port, main important part of this record was a guy joined the band. And his name was Joey Molland. And there's two members from the band that were actually Liverpudlian, like the Beatles. And that was Tom Evans, who switched to bass guitar as of this record and Joey Molland and Pete Ham and Mike Gibbons Pete Ham is the main songwriter of the band he's from Wales and so is Mike Gibbons and uh, I don't know why that means anything it doesn't really mean nothing but other than 
there's a sad history to this man. Pete Ham committed suicide, I think, in the late 70s. That sucks. And Tom Evans committed suicide in the 80s. And it was a dispute with Joey Molland, who actually went on the road as Joey Molland's Badfinger. It was one of those great white L.A. guns. Yeah. yeah. And, uh... Queen's right shit. <laughs> but whether you... I know there is one song for sure on this record that whether you like them or not, it was a mega fucking song. Not for them. Oh, yeah. But mega's fucking song. Huge. Like, massive. So, at least the family of Pete Ham made a lot of money on that. That's all I can say. But, uh... This was, uh, you know, who else signed with Apple Records really early on? Who? One of your favorites and mine, James Taylor. Oh, God. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. That's like listening to Terrence. There's a guy named Jackie Lomax, which Lee and I have talked about. You don't know much about him. Thank God. But uh, this was probably the biggest group that came from Apple Records besides... The Beatles, themselves. And uh, when we get into the review, I'm pretty sure you'll hear a little Beatle kind of thing here and there. Oh, yeah. I would have to say. Yeah. But you don't know nothing about them, so whatever. I, I didn't get into them till I heard them today, and I, I don't think I'm still into them. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, Well, there's other records, too. Oh, That's man. all I got. There's other records. There is. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> All right, man. Whatever you are. Let's get into this album. We got to track one. I can't take it. What do you think about this one, Charles? This song was written wait, by wait, Pete. Wait, 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 wait. This is the song I picked. <laughs> I like doing right. that. That's fun. I remember listening to the last episode where I kept doing that. All right, so here's I Can't Take It on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
Okay, that was I can't take it because uh, I can't take it. But uh, I'll let, let me get into this since I picked it. This is groovy as fuck with those little leads coming in and out. But man, it has a T-Rex feel going on with some classic stones. Love this. But why is there horns at the end of this shit? It's like, it didn't ruin the song, but why? <laughs> it like, where'd these come from? This song was like hornless until basically the end of the song. Like, what the fuck? But uh, yeah, it's a cool jam, man. I liked it. Uh, Charles? There you go. Well, it was written by Pete Ham. Uh, he was a rhythm, well, actually lead guitarist and main singer normally, which is kind of odd, right? To me, a little bit, you know, he's the lead guitarist and the main singer, kind of like Noel Gallagher, <laughs> another superstar. I, I get a bit of a Faces vibe from the song, but it's pure coincidence as both bands put albums out in 1970, and it was the Faces debut, by the way, so that's why I'm like, it's pure coincidence. Tom Evans, uh, the bass player, he lays some... Great high harmonies to compliment Ham here. Pretty nifty little guitar work. Even get a little horns, like you said, which was not credited in Wikipedia, by the way. But I, but they're low in the mix. Pure seventies here. Pretty cool opener. But not came, jaw dropping. This they, is not jaw dropping, but it gets it done. They came out of nowhere. It just didn't. It's yeah. like. It's like you're trying to put a circle into a square peg. It's like, it strange. what the fuck is going on? It, it, what not a bad track. But I think we agree. Not a bad track. Yeah, not a bad track. And then we get to the second track. Uh, I don't mind. What do you think of this one? was written by Tom Evans and Joey Molland, who had just joined the band. And Evans switched to bass, and Joey Molland was a rhythm guitarist. A mellow cut in parts, but it picks up intensity... During the chorus, Jeff Emmerich, the awesome engineer for the Beatles who produced this record with Mal Evans, who was uh, known as a roadie for the Beatles and found them, um, definitely went for a Beatlesque vibe on this track. The drums sound really snappy. Definitely a real cool out track, and I think it was well sung. Albeit, though, definitely on the Beatles tip. So if you aren't into the Beatles, then this song won't be for you. I dig it, of course. There you go. Well, I'm into the Beatles, and this song isn't for me. Uh, I hear a lot of Beatles love. I was so bored, the song went nowhere for me at all. <laughs> it's going, okay, <Night>. next. <laughs> and then we get to uh, love, you. love Me Do. <laughs> what do you think of this one, Charles? This is not a Beatles cover. Nope. It was written by Joey Mullen. The first Joey Mullen written piece on the record and had no co-writes. As we said, not the Beatles uh, not the Beatles version of Love Me Do. Um, Mullen is a Liverpudlian himself, like the Fabs. So it's interesting to me that he chose to write his own Love Me Do. Tell you the truth, I definitely dig the music more to this than the Fab song. Ooh. Lyrically, it gets a little repetitive, ha! but it cooks musically. And Joey Mullen's singing is okay, 
but definitely he's not the best singer in the band. Overall, I dig the song, though. Nice little rocker. Yeah, I'm just going, man, am I becoming an elitist? Nah, but I think the chorus is way too uh, repetitive. Uh, saying that, it's a fun rocking song, though. So, but uh, not the too chorus bad. just try. You know, I hate repetitive lyrics. Like, I, didn't <laughs> I say something on that Oasis episode? About yeah, yeah. And you, and I said it the wrong way, and you and Eddie. You said I'm so tired, and it was I'm out of time. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's a fun rocking song. It's not bad. And then we get to uh, the fourth track, Midnight Caller. What do you think of this one, uh, Charles? Written by Pete Ham, who's definitely a superior songwriter to Joey Mullen. Pete Ham steps back in, and overall, I believe him to be the standout songwriter in the band. The song is a piano-driven track, and the piano is played by Ham. I also got some nice bass playing by Tom Evans on this track. I really love Emmerich's production here. Because I don't count Mal Evans. He don't know how to produce. He didn't. God bless him. It was it was all Jeff Emmerich. And especially the the drum sound. I thought it was really great. Not a classic, but passable. Little 70s observational song. Yeah, I just go, sounds like the Beatles like threw away this song and they picked it out of the garbage. I don't know. Nothing is really grabbing me with this band so far. It's not bad. It just seems like to be drudging along. And the ending of the song, it just stopped. What the fuck? Okay. Didn't like it anyways. <laughs> I'm like, it just stopped. I was like, what the fuck? It's like, there's a lot of songs on this album that just stops. <laughs> they didn't even like play it out or anything. It just went, next song. Didn't even go into the next song. <laughs> I like it was fucking irritating to me. So when then we get to the next track, uh, which you picked, no matter what. So here's yeah. no matter what on the Freeform Rock podcast. <laughs>
Dude, that was no matter what. Why'd you pick this, Charles? Well, I mean, why wouldn't I? Best track on the album. Probably the best Badfinger song overall. Either that or Baby Blue. What a track that is. Uh, Beatlesque again with the guitars and the harmonies between him and Evans, but yet fresh enough to stand on its own merits. Guitar riff is um, at times reminiscent of Any Time at All by the Beatles. And that works for me. Great track that more people should know. Yeah, who, who did the better cover of this song? There was a cover? Wow, you schooled me. No matter. Harry Nielsen, didn't he? Didn't he? No, 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 no. We're, we're, we're skipping ahead a song. What was that? Did I fuck up on my notes? Oh, oh wait, I'm on, the wrong, I'm on the wrong song. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what. That's the next one. Okay. Yeah. I know this song. It's okay. I really like it. It's it's okay. <laughs> I like it though, but it's pretty cool. No matter what you do, yeah, I like this song. Yeah, I only want to be with you. Yeah, I like this song, so it's a cool song. So I'm not hating this album so far. so far. Should be on classic rock radio more. It should be, but where? <laughs> uh, well, just take out one of those Boston songs. I love them, but come on. <laughs> Cut one out, no problem. And then we get to the last song on uh, side one, which is Without You. What do you think of this one, Charles? Here we go. Written by Pete Ham. The song is so good. And Harry Nielsen covered it. Basically took ownership. And then Mariah Carey as well. And she covered the Nielsen version, not Badfingers. But what about this one here? Well, to me, you hear a great song, but not sure if they did the best version of this song, which kind of sucks. It's kind of like Johnny Cash owning Nine Inch Nails Hurt. The Badfinger version of this song is great, but it lacks a bit. However, it's still a great song. But for me, no doubt Nielsen's is definitive. But hey... Maybe someone out there will disagree. Yeah, I, I agree with you on the Harry Nielsen's version. Even the Mariah Carey version is better than this. Uh, but I just keep looking at her tits. when <laughs> she's singing it. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but I love Mariah Carey's first album. But, uh, man, this version drags like my ass when I get home from a long day at work. Not a fan of this version. I'd rather hear Harry Nielsen because this one drags, dude. It drives. But, he, but he, they made his, unfortunately, Pete Ham committed suicide, but his family makes money on those royalties. So That's awesome, though. It's huge. It's huge with Nielsen. Yeah. That yeah, the Nielsen version. I went back and uh, watched YouTube versions of Mariah Carey and his version, and uh, I like those better. <laughs> what a song. But what, what a, a song. What a, it's very well written. Very good yeah. written song. Totally. And then... We flipped this bitch over. It's called Bloodwind. 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 What do you think of this one? Another Pete Ham written song. Ham here singing with both uh, Tom Evans and Joey Mullen. Got a honky tonk kind of groove to it. 
very tasty guitar work on it. I don't mind me a little country every now and then, and I absolutely, absolutely love the guitar solo on it. Great three-part harmonies going on here. Fun little track here. It works for me. Yeah, I went. This, uh, this is boring as fuck. Fuck me in the ass with a light pool with some and lube it up, please. Uh, this song is. I really don't like the vocals. They sound better when they all harmonize, and they were three harmonizing on this one, and I didn't hear it because the song was horrible. Next. <laughs> ah, this is why Lee gave you so much shit. Yeah, because I give my honest opinions, and he didn't like honest opinions. He <laughs> wanted me to say, Lee, let me lick your ass, and where would you No, I didn't like say that. That's not right, but <laughs> yeah. Lee doesn't like anybody who disagrees with him. Yeah, well, I don't care. Yeah, you don't care, which is why you're awesome. <laughs> now we get to the next song, Better Days. What do you think of this one, Charles? Well, this was written by Tom Evans and Joey Mulland. With Joey on lead vocals and Evans backing. Uh, the song's got a cool little groove to it. Evans' bass work is pretty good here, being that he just picked up the instrument, by the way. And Ham's gets to uh concentrate pete ham got to concentrate on just playing his guitars which i thought were very tasty a sleeper track here just a little cool jam sand uh, i i feel like it's sad this man didn't get a stew for me i could use a little black a little bad finger on classic rock radio from time to time so yeah, you're pulling a Lee here, pulling out one of these obscure 70s bands, and nobody knows the fuck about <laughs> They should know more. You sound like Lee. <laughs> I thought I was going to get, like, fucking Sabbath and shit from you guys. <laughs> Just joking. Oh, I got a good one from uh, Jerry coming up next week. Oh, wow. And that's a metal album. But, uh, okay, where are we at? Uh, better Days, right? Okay, yeah. so okay, it's not getting better at all for me. the The vocals, musically, it's good, and when they harmonize together, it rules. I just hate it when he sings by himself. Cool solo, not a bad song. I'm just being an elitist on this song, and I hate myself a lot for it being an elitist. I will give myself some thirty lashes after this episode <laughs> for yeah. being an elitist. <laughs> yeah, Mister. <laughs> And hey, you are. Yeah, All right. I need to get the guy to come spank me like an animal house. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Thank you, sir. May I have yeah. another? All right. Let's get to the next one. It had to be. What do you think of this one, Charles? This one was written, the only song written in the album by the drummer, Mike Gibbons, who adds backing vocals to Pete Ham's lead vocals. Song has another, it has like another world type quality to it for sure. Emmerich Production brought something out of this song, which at its core is probably pretty basic. Ham's vocals work too. Not fantastic. I'd probably say my least favorite on the album, but I do think the great production saves it. All right, man. Production? I didn't hear any production, but okay. Uh... This isn't a Lee album, but it feels like I'm grinding to finish listening to it. It's like they were on Prozac when they made this album. I hope people listening to this like it, because I really don't care for it. I want to jam some winger now, 
Because you you, oh. made, you made a comment about Winger on the Oasis episode. They suck. Uh, I'd rather listen to Winger than this album. <laughs> Any album by Winger. Well, of course you would. Yes, I would. <laughs> Another song with no fucking ending. Unfinished. And Charles. Nelson, too. And Charles, you don't like fucking Damn Yankees? What is wrong with you? This Damn Yankees album is a hundred times better than this. You're out of your fucking gourd. I am not out of my gourd. There's yes, more rock in Damn Yankees than there is rock in this album, man. I know what rock is. I know what you, rock is. Fucking Rock City. Here I go. Rock. rock City. Here I go. Think rock bullet boys is rock. Palm trees swinging the palm trees sway. Switch boy. Well, light them up in LA. Everybody's coming from somewhere, babe. And the guitar these sounds just like Jimmy Page. Come on, These man. dudes are better than LA Guns. Guarantee that much. Oh, this ain't way better than LA Guns. I'd rather listen to LA Guns on twice on Sundays. There you go, Metal Mike. Uh, that yeah, for you. Uh, I would listen to him nothing. All right, let's go to the next song. Oh, joy on this song. <laughs> and then, uh, let's see. I got to figure out where I'm at on this one. Watford John. We're on what? Watford John. What do you think of this one, Charles? Only song written by all the members. We get a bit of a toe tapper here. That's right. Some cool piano work on the track. Which you say you love, by the way. Also, truly one of the more original sounding songs to my ears. Not so Beatlesque. A really cool, groovy, fun track. Great playing. And Emmerich just let the playing and the singing do the work here. He didn't overproduce it. Fun track. Okay, man. This song moves and rocks with a killer solo. Now, this is rock and roll, baby. I love this song. There you go. Yeah. See? And then we get to the next song, Believe Me. What do you think of this one? Holy shit. If you got a chance, it's just me and you. Can you put this track on, too, for me? Oh, okay, because we didn't pick three. Yeah. All right, got it. So, Believe Me on the Freeform Rock Podcast. All right. Hold on one second. That was Believe Me. Oh, hold on.
sorry for interrupting the podcast. I just want to take a second to thank all of you for listening. Please take a second to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Podbean and join the Freeform Rock Podcast community on Facebook. Now, back to the show. Okay, that was Believe Me on the Freeform Rock Podcast, man. You picked tw- two songs, why? Holy shit, Tom Evans wrote and lays down lead vocals. The vocal melody is great. So 70s, which is a great thing. Ham lays harmony down. The voices fit well together. My second favorite track on the album is the standout track. The guitar solo smokes. Just pure 70s bliss on this. Song is as underrated as this band. Awesome track. I know why you like this song. I don't, but I know why you like it. Why do I like this it? It's a bad John Lennon impression. <laughs> it sounds like John Lennon, dude. And not a good John Lennon. This, my God, this is Keelfest bad. <laughs> oh, get the fuck out of here. I don't like it, man. I, don't like I it, love baby. it. I fucking love it. Well, enjoy. Well, you enjoy it for me. And twice I, on Sundays. <laughs> totally. Well, let's get to the last track on the album. Uh, we're we're for the dark. What do you think of this one, Charles? Well, Pete Ham, the main songwriter, gets the last word, and the song fades in. Cool acoustic riffing here. Evans, who switched to bass on this record, as I noted, uh, due to Joey Mullen joining, is playing. Uh, really really well on this definitely a Beatlesque song with strings and horns the whole smorgasbord I do find it pleasing to the ear a pretty good track to end this enjoyable fucking album that's right <laughs> this is like me loving damn Yankees and you not <laughs> damn Yankees is a fucking far superior album to this Oh, no way. You're out of your fucking mind. Yeah, I'm out of my mind. I, I just have my own mind. But uh, yeah, times you listen to this album? Twice. Didn't like it. What's in third time? I don't want to hear it a third time. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about this song? It's like Ian. What what does Ian say? It's like he, 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 he tries to hear it more than once. But sometimes you just can't. I can't. Uh, oh. But oh my God. This is from an album called No Dice. More like mo- No Boino. Boino. Thank God it's over. And serious. They need to learn how to end a fucking song. <laughs> God dang. They just stop. It's like, okay. There's more? No. It's over. What the fuck? They can't even play you out. <laughs> no. God dang. They just end it. It's like, we're done. 40 minutes final. We're done. That's the way it goes. Well, dude, the Beatles at least ended songs. That sounded like they ended. She's so heavy. That ended? Perfect. Yeah. It's abruptly ended. Yeah, but that that fit, but they abruptly end songs that need more context. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Well, I mean, no matter what, though, this wasn't Mascara Sue. No, it it was way better than that. I didn't get a headache. Um, Yeah. God dang that album. Still sticks with me and in my crawl. Oh, 
And to think it made me wait like four months and then brought me back to do that horse shit. It's like when people people ask me what album they should like listen to us on, I always point them to Illusions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Illusions. <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty good. And Nine Arm. That was a great episode, man. You know, even Luke liked a lot of the songs off that album. <laughs> Except me. Except you. Yeah, I was. I, I was like. Give me some love bites, baby. Love bites, yeah. Love bleeds. It's bringing you well, to my knees. I love that. I'm song. just gonna say though, I will say, dude, there are other albums. I would say give it a shot because I just posted a song from that album, Ass, and uh, can't remember the name of it <laughs> for the fuck of me, but it fucking sounds like Hendrix. I mean, they got. They got more and more hard That's as time awesome. and uh, they broke away from that Beatles thing. Because you got to remember, their first big hit was written by Paul McCartney, and it was called Come and Get It. It's on the anthology as well. And Paul McCartney said, record it exactly as I fucking did it. <laughs> and they did. And they got a big hit out of it. So that's how deep they were in the Beatles like Pete Ham and Tom Evans was at the concert from Bangladesh. They played on All Things Must Pass. That you know as well. I mean that's how deep they were in that Beatles web. So they I had haven't to... done any solo Paul McCartney or any solo George Harrison albums on this podcast. Well, that, that will get changed. Or that's solo John cool. Lennon. We got to do Ram first. We did Ringo. What well, have you done Ram? No. The best one. Yeah, Lee, Lee, Lee gets into his head too much, and he wants to do well, things Lee, to fuck with is, me. Lee's doing his thing. God bless you, Lee. I know, Love. but fuck. You know, he wasn't a team player. <laughs> well, those days have passed. I know. I love you, Lee. You rule. You know, Lee loves me. No, he doesn't. He likes me. <laughs> i got to forget. He doesn't love Ben. Uh, yeah. But man, uh, that was our review of uh, Bad Fingers, No Dice, released November 9th, 1970. Recorded at Abbey Road Studios and Trident Studios in London. They're considered power pop. Apple Records produced by Jeff Enric and Mal Evans. This was yep. their, uh, what, second album? The first album was Magic Christian. It was their third. Third album. And then they had another album straight up after that. I don't know if I want to hear that album now. But, uh... It's Good. You might want to give it a shot. You might want to give it a shot. But this did, uh, what, number 28 on the Billboard charts? Yeah, top 200 yeah. Was no peaked at number 28. So, you know, I I'm an idiot, dude, because all music gave it four and a half stars. Chaku's record guide gave it a B. Uh, Encyclopedia of Popular Music gave it four stars out of five. Great Rock Discography gave it seven out of ten. Mojo gave it four out of five. Music Hound Rock gave it 5 out of 5. Rolling Stone, well, you know, Rolling Stone sucks, but I kind of agree with him. 3 out of 5. <laughs> Tom Hall gave it, I don't even know who the fuck Tom Hall is. Uh, B, Uncut gave it 3. So I, I'm kind of in the mood of Uncut and Rolling Stone album guy on this one. <laughs> but, uh, wow. Yeah, you so, elitist, yeah. you. Yeah, I'm an elitist. You see, I call myself out when I'm being an elitist. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not a dick. I am a dick, but I am a dick. But uh, and then we get to our tracks of the week. Charles, you picked "Tears <laughs> of Fire" by Keel. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? 
<laughs> it was the only one that I liked at Keel Fest, and I'm ashamed. <laughs> like I need to take a bleach bath or something. Yeah, but I had, I had, but I had Stockholm syndrome at that point. I was waving my arm like I was hearing Love Bites at a nine arm nine arm concert. It was sad. Hey, I love Ask Love Bites. Ask Bushy. <laughs> he hates that song. That means it sucks. Oh my god! Well, Bushy likes Millie Vanilli. He likes fake bands. Doctor Fuck was like. You like that? It was better on the album. I was like, oh, I don't know, because I don't know shit about Keel and don't want to anymore. Well, but dude, I, Steeler, I, this is, I'll talk about Steeler on the video. But uh, this is what I <laughs> This is what I picked, because I was listening, I'm not done with the episode, because it was like almost three hours long. Uh, we did Oasis, Dig Out Your Soul. So I hope it dug out your soul. Uh, I kind of put some good puns in there. Did you hear? Did you see the thing I, my wife wrote about? Because uh, I put "You uh, 2 was my song even better than the real thing. It says, "Well, do the real thing, do coke." <laughs> and she didn't even know that Keel, that a fucking Oasis did a lot of coke doing that album. So I was going, "Oh, that's fucking <laughs> perfect." <laughs> Can you believe she wrote that? Is do the real thing, do coke. <laughs> Yeah. On that album, and she didn't even know they were high on coke recording that album. My wife rules. I said, keep the drug humor up. I like it. <laughs> yeah. She totally. helps you write the notes because I'm, I'm not a writer. She's a writer. And I used to have Lee write all the notes. So, uh, so well, she helps me. But the last two episodes, I've been writing the notes because she's been. I wrote a little rock and pod day one story. So, yeah. So yeah, just. I I gotta work on grammar, though. Yeah, I suck at grammar. That's why my wife does. Well, I don't suck at it. It's just on online on the phone. I'm lazy. Yeah, it's like I tell I tell people it's Facebook, man. You know, if I yeah. see I messed up on wordings, I go back and fix it. But sometimes it's kind of too late, and fucking bushy, fucking yeah. spelling Nazi always gets on me, a grammar Nazi, and I go, dude, give yeah. me a second. I I double check an hour later. <laughs> but uh. You got tears of fire. And I'm like, what? Because <laughs> you were like bitching about Winger on the last episode. I put Winger, can't get better enough. Than winger. Huh? Better than Winger. It's Not better than, than winger. winger. Yeah. Nobody's better than Winger except Winger. <laughs> I still have Stockholm Syndrome behind Tears of Fire. Oh my God. Winger rules, man. Come on. They don't. Winger, Not any people don't like Winger because they're sheep and they saw Beavis and Butthead and Stuart wearing oh, I, I've, heard it from, I've heard it for myself. No, oh, thank dude. you. Dude, he rules. But man, that was a cool episode, man, even though I didn't care for the album. What, Charles, was, your track? Huh? what was your track? I, did, I said Can't Get Enough by Winger. Oh, I didn't. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh. From the second fucking shitty album. I love oh, that album, man. It's got a good bass going on. It is horrible. Oh. Hey, the original oh. winger's still playing, man. I take it over Keelfest, though. Well, yeah. Except for Tears of Fire. Red Beach, That's like I always say. Have you heard that solo headed for Heartbreak? Come on, man. Listen to Do listen to Dawkin. Listen to Dawkin uh the album that Reb was on, fucking amazing. Yeah, well, I don't know about that, but I will know this much. Everybody will have to kiss your ass forever for leaving fucking Keel Fest. <laughs> Say that for the video. 
Yeah. <laughs> that'll be well, immediate. Yeah. That'll be immediate uh, adulation there. <laughs> yeah, totally. All right, man. Let's get the fuck out of here, man. Uh, just tell me to fuck off. No, I'm going to say my thing. Rock out with your cock out. It's Freeform Nation, America's podcast. And uh, thanks for listening. Later, guys. Give us a five-star review. As my wife, Diane, already told you guys, let's get the fuck out of here. Later, dude. Peace.
of rock and heavy metal and some Duran Duran. <laughs> Just joking. Where am I? Tune into thatmetalstation.com every Tuesday night to hear the Freeform Rock Show. 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, only on thatmetalstation.com. You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. 
Support the artists by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.